Natalia's mom told her not to talk to strangers on the internet, but we're glad that she didn't listen. We're the certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. <laughs> and I'm Skye. So typically, I know that you're used to hearing Natalia's voice being the lead on our episodes quite often. Natalia is having internet issues even more so this week, which yeah, is look, fine. Last week we were like, she's haunted this week. It's definitely a demon possessed. So <laughs> yeah. like we've gone like, the... past, we're in like poltergeist area right now. So <laughs> the problem with, with it is that it is a brand new modem. I reset it. I tried my best. But, but you probably won't hear very much of me today. <laughs> yeah, so we're having like issues. My, like, apolo- my apologies in advance. Natalia is like a little bit behind or in it takes a little while for the internet to catch up with her when she actually starts talking. So if like it sounds a little disjointed and like she's talking about something maybe 10 seconds ago, that's because that's all she's hearing it for the first time. So yeah. <laughs> you, you will Are be you hearing fans? from her. It's just, we're, we're kind of trying to work around what we got, you what know, we got going on. This today. is true to form. This is like talking to your family on zoom. Not everyone's <laughs> going to be perfect, but uh, you know, and, and usually with that, someone usually doesn't even know how to mute or something. That's so. true. She could be sitting here coughing the entire time or like, you know, <laughs> blowing her nose I do know how I I do know how to mute (laughs) it's like that uh that meme that's been going around comparing like zoom conference calls to a seance it's like Natalia are you with us we can't hear you we can't are are you here I mean she's really got it because she was like uh (laughs) so we're talking about Beiduna today why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not why about baby duna <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's gonna be a good. mess like last week <laughs> natalia is actually excited to talk about baby because she did a lot of research like watching for it so you will be hearing from her it's i just, just gotta it tell will be... everybody who's listening right now i'm sorry it's just, i'm cutting That's you off <laughs> We just get in the chat. Send help from Natalia. Aww. We're left crying. Uh, I mean, that's what we, should we should just do. have Natalia just type everything. Yes. We should get a like uh, one of those robot voices to like <laughs> read all of her stuff. Like they have on TikTok. It's like <laughs> she goes, I could do that. LOL. <laughs> so funny. Anyways. So, we are gonna talk about Bayduna because she's amazing and mm-hmm. everyone should talk about Beiduna. When we decided to do Beiduna, I was like, oh, this will be easy because she's in everything. And then I went to look at what I'd watched and like two things, like that one episode of Persona and Jupiter Ascending. And I was like, how have I not watched her in more? I've watched her in more now, but like at that point I was like, I was very surprised. Yeah, you definitely like feel like you've watched a ton of her work, even when you haven't. Oh my gosh, who's going to be on chat? <laughs> Natalia says her stuff is somewhat hard to find outside of Netflix, LOL, which is true. That's true. It's surprisingly, yeah. like for how popular she is outside of Korea and how well known she kind of is in the rest of the world, finding herself subbed is not easy. So even on Vicky and Coco and stuff, like I expected 
a little bit more of her filmography to be there. I'm not saying, oh, all these movies, of course, because that's not what they typically offer. But I was expecting a couple more shows, even ones that she wasn't like lead on, just something. And it was just such a small offering. And I was just really surprised by that. Been in a lot of dramas, but you can only watch like maybe four of them. There's like two on Vicky and two on Netflix or something. A lot of that is because her drama, at least in like, korean dramas was so like early in her career Mm -hmm. so we were talking about like pre-2014 so like those dramas just in general not just her is like just harder to find sub true yeah and they're not some of those older ones that you know you hear people talk about a lot Mm -hmm. either so they wouldn't kind of stay in rotation so i guess we'll move on to talking about beiduna's background to set you up with who beiduna is and if you don't know who she is, you probably actually do. You've probably seen her around. Yeah, it's especially like, like recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, even if you don't watch Kingdom, you've seen Kingdom things. Also, if you haven't Ranger. even watched Korean dramas, like there's a good yeah. chance that like most of your family members know who she is. Yeah, like if mm-hmm. if you were to ask the typical American on the street, like, do you know of like any Korean actresses? And if you just showed a picture, they'd be like, I've seen her around. Like she's yeah. just been around. I know her from something. So Beiduna didn't actually start out her career uh, as an actress. She actually was in school. She was in university where she was like scouted to be a model, but she does have some background in like kind of the acting world because her mother was a theater actress and uh, I had read some articles and watched some clips of her. And she was talking about how when she was growing up watching her mother on stage and working with like all the other theater actresses and actors, uh, she had determined that performing and being an actor was something that she couldn't do because she thought it was like for like, like better people, like more talented people. So she just never mm-hmm. thought of that as like an attainable thing. But in university, she got scouted for modeling, which then kind of careened into an acting career and that's when she kind of decided that maybe like acting was her thing and like maybe she could do it so her first series her official debut into acting was on the tv series school which was then followed up by her first film debut in the ring virus which is a it's labeled as a remake of ringu the japanese version of the ring but technically it's not a remake because the ring virus actually is adapted from the novel, not the original oh. movie, but they're basically the same. Um, there's like a few little plot changes, but different. Spoiler alert, the character she plays is the ghost, um, <laughs> the, the main girl that you see coming out of the well. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's her like sure. debut into the, the film world. In 2000, Bong Joon-ho cast her in a movie called Barking Dogs Never Bite, uh, which is the uh, movie that she's quoted in saying that it made her decide to become an actress and not just an actress, a good actress and changed her whole life. And Bong Joon-ho stated that she got the role because she was willing to go on screen without makeup. She said in another thing I read, like that she was quoted as saying she thinks she gets more opportunities and she gets to do more things because she's not stuck on how she looks Mm -hmm. or how she gets portrayed and that she 
you know, she thinks she gets to do more because she doesn't believe she's traditionally beautiful. So she gets to do more interesting roles because people don't just hire her to be the arm candy, which is weird when, you know, she got started as a model that she has the perception of herself as not traditionally beautiful when that's how she got picked up. (laughs) Yeah. People apparently thought she was like good looking enough to like be like, Hey, random university student you want a model <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like the start to like some kind of sketchy scam but clearly it wasn't in her situation so street scouting sometimes happens but yeah it can be it can be weird <laughs> I, think, I think it's more interesting or like weird for us because we kind of grew up with the horror stories of that kind of scouting mm-hmm. like to for like especially western not that it like doesn't happen because i remember very clearly like david boyanis was like scouted off the street like walking his dog so it's like a thing that happens Mm -hmm. here but i think it's mostly kind of like now tied into like really bad people doing bad things so it's not like those sketchy like mall ones and stuff yeah like you know like you just kind of kind of hear horror stories and there are like pretty big cases that involve people who like pretend to be you know, a modeling scout or acting scout, and then they are not good. So it's a little bit different for us. Yeah. You know, in that respect. You do you hear the story a lot in Korea of people who just got picked up off the street yeah. to be an idol, to be an actor, whatever. So it's clearly more common and less sketchy. Maybe in big cities too, in general, it's, you know, more of a thing, more common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she played in a bunch of different things, but she would uh, eventually make her uh, English language debut debut in the 2012 movie Cloud Atlas, which I think is like the start of like general public and you know, the English speaking mm-hmm. population starting to know who she was. In 2014, she accepted the role of Young Nam in A Girl at My Door. She actually ended up taking on the role without pay because the movie portrays a lesbian relationship and at that time it still is it's very contentious there lgbt rights are like it's still a battle like everywhere but like especially at that time so they couldn't get funding for most of the things and so she agreed to not be paid for the role um, wow. because she felt so strongly with the role and with the role being portrayed on screen i saw natalie or natalia's stuff what she's doing Amazing movie, but very weird. The rights are Cloud not Atlas. Good. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a live. <laughs> like we're in a live chat. Yeah. It's, like I'm like almost like a little bit nervous too. I'm like a live chat about uh, and, and then of course but. like my notes are right in front of her. Like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know I could see you too, not her. Anyways, it's a interesting movie very hard to watch there's a lot of like really big issues in it and the movie actually was kind of pretty well received and she actually won best actress at the asian film awards for her promo her performance in the movie um it also premiered at Cannes, so it had a lot of like international wow. i heard it got audience. a standing ovation at Cannes. yeah, yeah for, like three minutes three minutes like, crying and cheering and- it's crazy 
I watched it and we can talk more when we go over to like her filmography, but it does, it's really like a emotional thriller that deals with a lot of like different things. So like you have a lesbian relationship, there's like a sexual assault and child abuse and that sort of thing. So it's kind of wow. like a really darker um, role, which is like very interesting for her to kind of pick up that and she felt so strongly on it there was an interview that she was talking about it and it was the same one that she was talking about how like she agreed to not get paid for it but she also accepted the role like three hours after reading the script in 2015 she actually ended up joining the cast of sense eight which is a u.s tv series that is on netflix right now it's a sci-fi thriller story drama that's really popular to the point it's like one of those like really popular shows where it got canceled and the fans brought it back for the next the final season type like yeah popularity uh she's definitely a, a actress who doesn't just live in korea and stuff and it's like something that she <laughs> herself didn't even try to do it just kind of like these opportunities fell in her lap uh, which is very indicative of her as a person because she kind of just like got the opportunities and she's like, well, I guess I have to like master English now. <laughs> or like um, there are like other movies like for the host, she spent months training to uh, like as an archer for the, uh, what was the movie? The Well, she learned ping pong for as one. Yes, but I she didn't... also learned how to play it left-handed because the, oh, okay because, because it's based on a true character right. and the character was left-handed so she purposely like trained left-handed instead of I, like just a normal training and I think one of the things that you see is that she repeatedly works with the same like directors right like she's yeah. worked with Bong Joon-ho more than once she's worked with the is it Wachowski Wachowski's sisters yeah. like more than once because Clearly, there's something about her, about her work ethic, about her style, about her personality. People want to continue working with her, right? They create roles for her. They create opportunities for her to be there. Yeah. Because they, because she does a good job. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just like crazy, like just some of the stuff when I was like researching her, just she's one of those people that just like is good at everything and you want to hate her, but you can't. Like you really can't like she, she literally spent there was like a, a period of time where she was kind of not doing as much acting so she was like I'm gonna be a photographer and then like publish three photography books and is known for her <laughs> photography and it's just like that I mean like her uh character in Sense8 she didn't get the role because she knew any sort of like actual martial arts or anything like that she actually trained for it and the even the cast there's interviews where they're talking about it and they're like she just like does stuff that you don't expect like when you watch her do her stunts in the show it's she's like magic because she doesn't like over try it's not like you Mm. you're seeing someone just like bite it's someone who's like fighting like the character would and the, like she's like praised a lot in her work for doing all those things and it's just like how how are you so good at everything I just <laughs> I liked a, a few of the different like interviews and things that I read where she just 
she wants to be her and she wants to do the things that make her happy and that she enjoys. So like when she struggled about whether or not to do nudity and her, her mom, Natalia had pointed this out before it's okay to be naked in a film. Just don't be naked in real life kind of thing. Like she was naked in, was it plum blossom was the first time she was nude on screen. And she said she got a phone call from an ex-boyfriend afterwards who was like, I'm ashamed that I ever dated you. And she, and that was when she realized that, uh, what did she say? She realized I'd rather be a good actress than a good girlfriend. (laughs) 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 And it just seems like that's very much her personality, right? Like (laughs) men are stupid and I don't respect them. (laughs) (laughs) I I watched a little clip of an interview with her and she was saying, she just feels most alive on set. Like she just loves, and not just when she's like necessarily on camera, she just likes being on set in general. And Mm -hmm. she loves getting to know like all of the crew and cast to where she likes, you know, you get to know each other's personalities or jokes. And she, she really enjoys becoming family with, yeah, it sounds like every single crew that she Everybody. works with, yeah, she we were, places like, a lot of about importance this on that. Earlier, because like we were talking about how she like what we portray, like what we see of her and how she's portrayed and how like she seems like a genuinely cool person. And, you know, you can't always know what people are and there's always a facade and stuff, but like you see the kind of behind the scenes or like people talking about her as a person or her as a person in relation to um, who they're working with and like they all like completely change when it comes to talking about her it's like they literally like it's like they're like oh my god I love this human being so much and she was so much fun and like it like uh, top stars are like even talking about her like as like a great human being a very fun she would teach them like phrases in Korean and like they drink soju together and like just all this <laughs> stuff it, it is kind of funny because like all those stars, they'll typically be pretty chill, even when they're talking about each other. They're like, yeah, yeah, professional, professional. And then you mentioned, but they, of course, usually call her Duna Bay. But like, yeah. they'll be like, oh, Duna. And they'll like light up. They're like, oh, I love her. <laughs> like, I really love her. And it's, yeah. and it's just obvious she's really good at getting close with people just in a natural way when she's working with them. Mm-hmm. And even on Kingdom, Jihoon, like he was like, she just, she's like Doraemon. I guess that cartoon character that he's able to like kind of manifest things just so she was able to outside of her costume she would always bring these chips and cookies and stuff and like be constantly feeding everybody around her even when they were filming kingdom and stuff so hello it's me i'm back um i was watching i was watching just a little like uj sook has like this little like quiz show that he does and he had her on it and she had actually reached out to like his production team because she wanted to be on it so bad and the reason that she wanted to be on it was because she had seen Gong Yu on it and they've become friends because they're filming the Sea of Tranquility together and (laughs) they were talking about how she and Gong Yu have given each other nicknames where because they on this set they have her in really pale makeup and he's in more tanned makeup makeup he was joking and said I look like brown sugar and you look like white sugar but then they thought that's a little 
too affectionate like a little it was too, too cute. like yeah you know sugar honey sort of thing sugar. It was too cute so now they call each other black black sesame and rice cake which I think is adorable white rice cake. yeah <laughs> I think uh, it's so cute yeah the white rice cake black sesame okay I'm I'll, I'll be back again soon. <laughs> in that interview too, like when she was just at the beginning of that quiz game talking about it, how she said she was so nervous to go on, but Gong Yu was like, it's fine. It's fine. They're cool. It, it, it's, it's chill. Everybody gets questions wrong. Don't worry about it. it. You know, and how she said she stayed up late to like watch Gong Yu on the show live because mm-hmm. they were friends. And it was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, she's just so cute yeah, it's just kind of like one of those people that are just like naturally good with people and kind of like naturally like become friends with everybody or like almost like focus their energy to include everybody and also make the tension in the room like really great there's a clip from I think it's Vogue where it's like a get ready with me kind of interview kind of what they do I don't remember what event she was going to it might have been like a fashion event I, th- she, I think it was a Louis Vuitton yeah because she's like yeah. Her nickname is like Louis Vuitton or something like in Korea. That's like her thing. That's like they're known for or known of. Uh, But just in that interview alone, you can kind of really see what type of person she is. Like she's in a way like we could like say she is kind of like that manic pixie dream girl type aesthetic. Like if you were Mm -hmm. like trying to pin her as like a book character, but she's like, she would do things where she would just like all of a sudden just twirl, just twirl for no reason. Or like, she'd be like, this is it. And she didn't care about that. They were in the middle of like doing her makeup. She didn't care how she looked and what stage she was at this, like getting ready. Um, And then she was all, they were, you know, asking her questions about like how she gets ready. And she was like, well, maybe with champagne. And then, she, and then they <laughs> hand her champagne. She's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> but like she, you know, nice. she tries out some um, outfits to pick out, but she's just like, it's almost like, it's just like a very, like you're there with your friend hanging out and they're getting ready for her, like a date and they're kind of like excited and giddy. And so mm. like, they're, you know, they're fun and casual. And that's how she is in that, like just clip alone, which I think it, it speaks volumes to her, who she is. And I think when you tie that with the fact that she is, being asked back constantly with the same people and like all of her co-stars have such a positive reaction to her that that's actually the type of person she is and so you kind of feel comfortable with her because she doesn't like change and Natalia says she's a genuine person like I really Mm -hmm. do think like obviously we don't know and everybody's different but like she does seem kind of like a little bit more genuine and I think I had seen some clip or like a little video compilation and they were talking about how she specifically has said that she doesn't want to be looked at like an unattainable person. She wants people like, especially females to look at her and be like, you can be whatever you want. And especially like the like kind of get rid of the myth of like what the standard Korean girl is supposed to look like or supposed to be like, you can be a little bit more, you know, you don't have to have makeup on. You don't have to be dressed up all the time, but if you want to, you can. Mm-hmm. I was watching a bit of the um, when she was on uh, Lee June's radio show. And that was just one of the things that he kind of talked about was that when they first started like filming um, Sea of Tranquility, that she was like, he was sort of like, <gasps> it's Payduna. Like he was very like ah, starstruck kind of thing. And he's like, and by the, it wasn't long before I was just 
felt like I was your little brother. You made me comfortable real fast kind of thing really quickly. And her sort of saying that's kind of her, her MO. Like she just wants to make everybody into her siblings and her friends and, you know, get along. Yeah. And I, and I, I wanted to speak to that. Uh, so I, I watched a little bit of a much longer interview, but she was talking about how I think it was around sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I, th- I might be getting those numbers kind of wrong, but she was an outcast at school pretty bad for about a year to where no one wanted to talk with her. And it was a huge struggle. So, cause the question was pretty much like, talk about your childhood and she, and they expect it to be like this nice memories thing. Cause that's usually how people discuss it. And she's like, there was a period of time that it was actually like really hard for me. And I was, no one spoke with me at school and it was really hard. And she said that that became a big thing for her to kind of always reach out to outcast people and be aware of the people that aren't being spoken with. Hmm. And you can see how that has definitely shaped her as a person, though she's this huge star. I also want to say like, she doesn't necessarily have this, she's, she doesn't seem like an, an excessively outgoing, charismatic no. person. She's not no. she super seems, larger than life. So it does seem like she makes people comfortable in a very, yeah, a very down to earth just a very human, a very human, genuine person. I wonder too, like you said about her wanting to um, make sure that there were never people in the room who weren't being heard or who were, that sort of seems like it's reflected in some of her choices as well. Like picking that, uh, you know, that, that role that she did for free because it was important that that voice got heard, right? She's making, she's making choices to make sure that everybody is can see themselves represented and and things which is yeah. super cool like that's a really cool kind of mandate to have as an actress she's kind of you know that like meme that goes around where like it's the the extrovert who likes to adopt introverts i think that that's kind of like who she is you know that kind yeah of like, when like she'll be like oh, i'm gonna take you in like she's <laughs> not really like super extroverted but i think she still is an extrovert because she yeah. does feed off of everybody i i guess the biggest thing and it, it's like you said that she kind of feels out the person and comes to them at their level instead of like what she wants the level to be and then when they're comfortable she kind of adapts to that and so she's very like attuned to people around her which Mm -hmm. I do think is a thing that you see in her actual like acting career because despite the fact that you know she did grow up in the theater and she had that kind of like background she didn't actually study acting until university and that was and it was after getting the modeling gig right so she didn't have like this massive amount of like acting work in her background but the fact that she can look at people and look at different peoples and kind of match that energy means that she is in tune with different personalities which does help you as an actor when you're trying to get like different characters and get into different things because you're just in tune to that so you kind of like are able to morph into the the role a little bit more Mm-hmm. Oh, and I guess she's known for her expressionless face, like people can't read, which that's an interesting thing to like say about an actress, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. she's known for having a very difficult to read face. And she even says about that, she's like, I need to be able to have audiences read what I'm trying to convey through my acting. So like, that's a big deal. 
Natalia says, it's interesting because she's amazing at acting in silence as well, which is so true. Like you watch things and there'll be scenes where she doesn't speak at all, but like she's conveying so much with the like arch of her eyebrow or whatever. And you're like, how is she known for expressionlessness? Like what? Yeah, it's a hard thing to do and she can pull it off so well. She never seems to overact either like it's always just the right Mm -hmm. amount to convey what she's trying to convey and natalia do you want to say anything else well before we get into the filmography or anything like next section (laughs) Uh, hello yes i'm back um i just think that she's like absolutely phenomenal at everything she's the sort of person that like you know, she's one of God's little favorites. You know those people that you meet that are just good at everything, but they're not, like, annoying about it. Like, you you, you want to hate them because they're so talented, but you can't because they're also just real nice and, you know, genuine. Uh, she seems like that sort yes. of person. And also, I, I really enjoy the fact that she seems to take roles that... Um, outside of any sort of uh, business sort of aspect to it. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to take this role because it'll, I'll make a lot of money from it or, you know, I'll jumpstart my career and, you know, like this is a good role for my career. She takes roles that she thinks are interesting. And so every single thing that you watch her in is good because she has picked roles not because of any sort of, monetary or you know career progression purposes but because she thinks that it's an interesting uh you know role which is why I though I try not to be too excited about projects I'm I'm pretty excited about see a tranquility just you know oh I've been ready for that like since the the beginning of last year it looks too scary for me but I'm still watching it It's like, as soon as you see that her name's attached to it, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be a good one. So, yeah. Be great if we could get a release date That's on all. that Netflix, you know. Please. Just, just saying Netflix. They've been producing it for so long. Like, I'm pretty I know, sure and it just has- started <laughs> acting in it when he got out of the military. That's how long it's been. Right. That's well, I think it was originally, originally oh. slated for last year. Yeah. And then. It was last year. Now it says this year, but everything just says this year. It doesn't have any kind of, it'll probably be like, maybe it'll be there like uh, this year's like Bridgerton, the like Christmas release or whatever, where they just drop the whole thing on one day. I'm kind of hoping because the day that we're recording, this is Friday, tomorrow, Saturday, um, Netflix is doing that big online event where oh, yeah. the, it's like a big like three hour or whatever thing where they're going to be talking to a bunch of Netflix stars and the the cast or most of the cast I think it's at least Beidun, Duna, uh, Gongyu, and Ijun are all going to be in a segment talking like doing like a fan thing uh, so I'm kind of Ooh. hoping that this is like the reason that they're waiting was like kind of to put it into this thing because also um my name which is coming up very soon that has Mm -hmm. been like a a thing like since at least the beginning of this year as something and it took so long for it to come out so I'm kind of thinking that maybe like a lot of the big 
Netflix produced stuff is now just kind of being put at the end. Squid Game is also in that, but like Squid Game specifically was put onto Netflix as part of their Halloween grouping. Uh. So like, I don't really want to like say that that's a reason, but it's probably a little bit of a reason, but I kind of feel like maybe it's just like everything that's like the most impactful is going to be out at the end hopefully i just really want to see it so badly so if we have any more information about sea of tranquility you can go check out our blog post and it'll be that maybe (laughs) we'll like our internet powers our podcast powers work and as soon as we stop recording there will be news (laughs) (laughs) netflix will be like here it is and we'll be like what just as a little interjection about netflix um most of her easy to find stuff is on netflix so it seems like uh the you know the people over there green lighting things at netflix might have a little bit of a crush on her just like we do so well and and as we've as we've noticed netflix we want to see more as we've noticed before, like it does seem like Netflix kind of picks their favorite actors mm-hmm. and actresses and kind yeah. of follows their body of work a little bit. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. If they got if, a Song Kang thing going on right now, <laughs> but, you know, it's yeah, kind yeah. of almost got that like old hollow Hollywood, like where you're like tied to a specific studio, even though you're not. Yeah, and that would be yeah. a bad thing. But I do think, what is the one drama that's coming out? This is a side note, but like there's a drama that's coming out. It was like Crown Clown person vincenzo person attached to it and then like some of the actors and i was like that's 100 percent going on netflix this year like <laughs> mark my words like you can just kind of tell you're like you, yeah, yeah yeah you, you can kind of cast a netflix show at this point yeah. based on who has already been on netflix yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess now we're going to talk about they do filmography a little bit quite often like when people ask like what her first thing was she usually kind of goes for the ring virus mm-hmm. thing is what she usually kind of says in interviews, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and school is also something she mentions, but it seems like the ring virus is the first time she was acting, according to her. Have you seen that one, Jesse? Or I have. You have? Yeah. Um, I personally... I assumed if anyone had, it was you. Like the Japanese better, and even there's a U.S. remake as well, and I think the U.S. remake is pretty solid as well. Um, it's a little bit quieter and not the scares aren't as great Mm. and it's pretty close to Ringu so it's not it's there's not much of a difference so if you like because it's so hard to find it's not like the end of the world if you're not seeing it you're not like missing when the other ones are easier yeah like the other ones are like on a ton of streaming services especially like right now like I can think of like three or four off the top of my head that like have them and they're widely like produced on dvd and stuff like that you know it was fine like but it it wasn't enough of a difference and or, or enough of a feeling for it to like make me care <laughs> no we don't pirate we're good girls <laughs> we never pirate it's very scary what? silent natalia is always here <laughs> she's watching <laughs> and it's true she's watching because she's got because of her crappy internet she's got her camera turned off but we all have our cameras turned on so she could be doing anything we have no idea it would what actually she's be doing over there funny to see what she's doing but like <laughs> i think your internet would explode so angel's kiss was in 98 and then 2000 barking dogs never bite that one we had mentioned earlier and that seems to be her first 
interaction with Bong Joon-ho, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's also her first, I would say probably her first like role that was like pretty popular because that movie got really popular in Korea. Like it was pretty mm. well known when it came out. And as we mentioned, the no makeup thing, that was an aspect of her character. It, and I, it just fits her. Like, you're like, ah, that's something she yeah. would do. Because <laughs> yeah. when you hear it described, it kind of sounds like there might have been other actresses before her yeah, that like, got offered She definitely the role, wasn't the first one. And they were, and they all were like, no, what do you mean? Hair no face makeup, what? what? And she was like, all right, sure. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> one thing I do want to mention about the no makeup thing whenever she got in costume and hair and makeup for the first time for Kingdom, of course she was wearing makeup and stuff, but she looked so different to herself. This is just proving, it's not that she doesn't care about her appearance. She does care about her appearance because she's like, she didn't recognize herself whenever she <laughs> saw how she, how she was going to look for Kingdom. She's like, I'm sure the audience is going to be a little surprised because she just wasn't used to seeing herself like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, it took about an hour for me to get used to how I looked. I mean, it's really neat that she is able to be like, I don't care. I'm totally fine with no makeup or any other maybe kind of bedraggled appearance because I watched a little clip of a different thing she was in and she's totally fine not looking like the pristine Mm -hmm. makeup. And I think that is a big thing within, I mean, any actress like that's, that's a choice to be willing to be like that. It is. In, in the entertainment industry, being willing to just sort of not look your best is kind of a bizarrely brave choice to make, especially like, you know, in South Korea where, you know, the uh, aesthetics are deemed incredibly important. So mm-hmm. kudos to her for going for you know, doing that as well. She's so cool. I just, she's so cool. <laughs> she is one of those cool people that like, you almost don't feel cool enough to watch her stuff sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm watching her. She's so cool. Like, I, am I allowed to be watching this? Because like, <laughs> she and she's never on a personal level. She's not like, I'm too cool for you. And that's, that's what it is. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's able to pull off being this like really neat person, but entirely approachable as well she did a lot in 2000 yeah there's a lot there there's like eight titles and they're not all movies there's like tv series and Mm -hmm. geez she was busy yeah i think it's just like right out the gate like she was just like i'm gonna work now a person of interest and everybody was like um okay she's like sure might as well like like an example of one that we wish was available or i wish was available would be love story Miss Hip Hop and Mr. Rock, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, yes, I want to watch it. Cruise Ship of Love. That, I mean, I just, I want there to be a Korean Love Boat series so bad that, like, that would be fantastic. Yeah, she was busy, and I also watched a little interview with her talking about like why she keeps so busy. Like, she she doesn't typically take a lot of breaks. She talked about how she knows how you know, the public can kind of fall out of love with an actress definitely as you get older Mm. or you can run out of work because you can only work when they call you, right? So you could always run out of work. So as an actor, you have to just take what you can get. So she feels like anytime that she's given all these opportunities, she needs to keep 
going because time passes so quickly and she doesn't know if all of a sudden all of her opportunities will go away. So that's why she just she's just always, always working. We've lost Jesse now too, because because the the mower is going where she is now. So Natalia said they're the silent horror twins now. <laughs> I'm haunting me and Sky. I, I, would, I, I am so sorry. Listen, I, I'm going to in, I'm going to interject once again. Uh, cursed episode over. <laughs> we are we are all trying our best. And I what I love about this is that all of these technical issues. I've one all of them are outside of any of our control, which makes them sort of frustrating. But two, I feel like Bay Duda would find a real humor in this situation of us <laughs> struggling so hard <laughs> to try to do an episode she about She definitely us. would. She would, like, find this hilarious. Like, if she were, like, on an right interview now. with us, like... Because we know she's listening. She'd be like, Hi, this Bae. is great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're your biggest fans. <laughs> We, we love you. <laughs> she just kept working a lot. And so yeah, in 2001, she did a film, Take Care of My Cat, which I think that was a pretty popular one as well. Yeah, you see that one mentioned a lot. And, and a TV series. And so then in 2002, two films. So The Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and then Saving My Hubby. I saw a little clip of Saving My Hubby. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is often mentioned as the, like, the movie that gained her sort of a a lot of attention like that got her people talking about her a lot and stuff the clip I saw of saving my hubby was she's a mom and she has her baby on her back and she's running through the streets like I think she's trying to find her husband or something but I mean obviously based on the title Mm. That's not the aspect, the thing you see in the clip, though. She, it, it felt a little bit like a comedy. For instance, she would stumble upon a guy trying to hit on a very, very young girl. And so in order to make the dude stop, she started throwing things at that guy. Well, that guy starts chasing her. So she's running around with a baby on her back, which, oh. half, which half the time I'm like, I really hope that's not a real kid most of the time because the way the head's <laughs> bouncing. So she keeps fighting this guy for a while. And as she's doing that, throwing tomatoes at him, she accidentally hits this extremely powerful gangster guy. So then that sends all of his minions after her as she's running around with the baby on her back. And they're like, do you know what you just did? Of course, she didn't even see what she did because she was worried about bad dude number one that she was dealing with, not all the minions. Anyway, they chase her up to a rooftop and then she ends up falling into a dumpster, baby side down. In the oh, no! <laughs> it was a moment. <laughs> It's one of those like uh, action comedies, but like they're un- they're not actually supposed to be action. So like that's like the the entire slapstick mu- or comedy out of it is just like all the action scenes are just out of whack and crazy. Yeah, and the whole time it's Ooh. just like kind of horrifying, but she's doing a good job. Like in two thousand three, it looks like she did two films and two TV series, which like that's a lot of work. Like she was yeah. really cranking it out I can't remember how long it actually was but I remember when I read about Country Princess I thought like it sounded like a weekender like I think I don't think it was but like just the description I was like she can't possibly have done a weekender and two movies and another (laughs) like there's no way she's not a robot like come on 
And then in 2005, it looks like she had a Japanese film, a U.S. short film, and then the host film, and then a TV series, Six Love Stories. The Japanese film is actually up on YouTube with subs. I watched it there. The quality is not great. It's Linda, Linda, Linda. It's a really cute little movie. It's a little slow, but it's fun to watch. I mean, very... uh, Josie and the Pussycats, kind of a, you know, schoolgirls have a band, kind of, you know, she plays the Korean, Korean exchange student who can't sing, Mm -hmm. who gets like, basically this band needs a singer and they're like the next person to walk around the corner. And it's a dude and they're like, not him. And then it's her and they're like, hey, how about you? You want to be our singer? And she has no friends and she wants to have friends. So she's like, sure. And then she goes to like a karaoke place and like rents out the karaoke place for a whole afternoon and just keeps singing the same song over and over again until she can sing. But it's super cute. So, and the song is so catchy. So, so catchy. Like It also is a movie that got her like pretty popular in Japan for Mm -hmm. it. So like she kind of got a little bit of a following because of that movie. It's a little weird, but it's, it's fun. It was a fun one. So would you like to tell us about the host... Jesse, I would. Natalia, I would like to tell you about the host, the like uh, terror twins. Yeah, <laughs> terror twins. Let, let me like set the scene for people who have not seen the host. Imagine if this is how I was describing it to Matthew last night. Imagine if one of the best directors that you know decided to make a bee monster movie but with all of the skill of an a-list director that is the host <laughs> it truly is it is but it it's more than that because it's also like bizarrely funny like it's almost a satire of a monster movie while still being genuinely a monster movie mm-hmm. it is hmm. such a trip um, and also genuinely like a family connected story. Like it has mm, that mm. train to Busan kind of path where it's very much focused at the end of the day on family. And her, her role isn't, she's not the main character, but she is like one of the main family members. And this movie is so good. <laughs> like it is so good. Like they are like just... The, imagine if the dumbest people you know have to, you know, survive and a monster attacking their home. Like, it's, oh God, I can't even describe it. Well, so okay, so like crap. the basic rundown of the entire movie is that U.S. military dumps stuff into the river, into Han River. It creates a monster and the monster comes up on land so it's uh like it's coming up onto the beach where like you know everybody hangs out and the main character's daughter is captured by the monster and so it's the the pursuit of them trying to get back the daughter and so like Beiduna is the sister so it's her niece and so it's like basically the family all coming together because the family was there because they own like a little shop like a like a little convenience stand so it's great. It's highly suggested. It's one of my favorite creature features of all time. And I'm like a, a huge yeah. creature feature person. Like I will say that it's on Hulu right now. So it is nice. accessible. 
It is, and it is surprisingly funny. But it's not the kind of humor that you would expect. Like, you know, when you watch a lot of Korean stuff, like it's mm-hmm. all like slapsticky and stuff. This is not that type of no, humor. No. This is like a very wry sort of dry, dark humor to it that you're just like, oh, like when you watch it, you're like, oh my God, like this is, this is too much. Like, this is incredible. It is so good. It's really so good. good. It's Ooh. not really like gory. And the you're- monster is like, it's very sci-fi, like monster too like it's yeah. a little bit more kind of like action sci-fi but like sounds like i want to pick that bubble. one up you would I love know, it that's I really what I would, yeah, you would like it both it's of not you, scary you would love it okay like i and that's- i would also like amanda like probably most of your kids would also love it as well like it's okay it's there might be some language i can't remember because like the 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 yeah, big there's thing a little about bit. it is that the guy the the father is just like a bumbling idiot who can't do anything right one of those kind of like redemption arc type things but it's just it's a lot of fun it's quirky and it's just got a lot of heart too it's got, it's just everything mm. it's like oh so good like it's it's definitely it's, one it's, that i 100 out of her list you should be watching it's the perfect monster movie mm-hmm. like it truly is it's and it really does appear to be available like it's available a lot of places like it's listed mm-hmm. at prime video hulu voodoo hoopla hubby Redbox, crackle i will be watching a little bit more Bayduna then yeah even after we exactly get off of here mm-hmm. success <laughs> <laughs> so she kept on working in 2006 she did someday the tv series in 2007 she did the tv series perfect neighbor and then in 2009, she did Air Doll, which is a Japanese film. And is that the one where she plays um, a sex doll come to life and yes. has a soul and stuff? And she had nude scenes in that one as well. And it was kind of like, again, it was, are you sure? And she's like, ah, I'm good. Like, this is clearly part of the character. It's part of the thing. So I didn't get to watch it, but I really wanted to. It did seem like one of those, like, kind of like, not necessarily cult classics and I don't think that it was like super culty like the movie itself Mm -hmm. but like just in terms of like a lot of people just really enjoy it and really have a special like feeling for the movie Mm. and then in 2010 she did two tv series Gloria and Master of Study and I know that Amanda watched I watched the first couple of episodes I I think I'll keep it I'll keep it on the on the docket it's not super exciting but it's kind of it's kind of got that like you know that like high school coach carter kind of like the the, the bad kids that need a, a firm hand kind of story to it and she's like the bumbling teacher at this school who like has a heart for the kids but can't really get through to them until this like cranky lawyer comes in to save the day it's it is what it is to me her character is sort of like eh, it, it, she she's there but like so many of the kids are like it's like Yu sung ho is like the main troublemaker kid and like there's just um park yun's in it and oh golly i can't even remember everybody who's in it but like there's a lot of people in this and it's so cute to see the little babies being little cutie kids they're so cute so like the whole concept of it is that this school is gonna get shut down and everybody wants it shut down because it's just full of dumb troublemakers and these kids got no future anyway so let's get them out of our neighborhood 
And he's like, he's a lawyer who has stepped on too many toes and pissed off too many people. So he can't work. He can't like, and he gets offered this job. We want you to be the lawyer who goes in and does all the paperwork to shut down this school and, and get it sold. But this is his high school. It's the high school he went to and he hated it. And he remembers like as a kid cursing this high school that he wished it would just fall apart because it was so horrible and it was such a horrible school. Now, as an adult, looking back on it and going, no, it wasn't the school that's horrible. It was the system and the kit and the teachers and the, everybody who told these kids told us that we were worthless because we were poor or we were dumb or whatever. And instead of taking this school down, I want to bring the school up and I want to teach these kids that they can have a purpose in life and they can do stuff. So his whole thing is like, we won't put the school up if we can get, I think it's five is the number. If we can get five of the seniors like accepted into this prestigious university for next year. And then the school won't close and we'll be able to, you know, whatever. So he has to get five kids, talk five of these troublemakers. And, and the five kids are like all people you'll recognize. If you go check it out, you'll be like, oh, I know her from, I think the girl from Radiant Office. And there's one of the actresses is an idol who, you know, was in imitation. and. Uh, Oh, I can't remember what the other guy's name is, but he was in uh, The Liar and His Lover. Like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. everybody in this, like all the kids, you're going to be like, oh, hey, I know <laughs> you. It was interesting. It was cute enough. And there's obviously, I mean, I don't know, obviously, but if there's a love line, it's going to be Beiduna as the teacher with this lawyer. And I don't know, they hate each other's guts right now, so. Sounds like a typical drama setup for romance. <laughs> Step one, hate each other's guts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Pretty that's much. how it goes. So then uh, in 2012, she had a cameo in Doomsday Book, which that looked like an interesting film. Yeah. But, and then As One, which we've talked about a little bit, sounds like it was a ping pong movie that we cannot find anywhere. But she evidently learned... How to play left-handed. So that's really cool. I'm sure that was actually really difficult. Like <laughs> that would yeah, be really hard to do that absolutely. with your non-dominant hand. And then Cloud Atlas. It sounds like that Natalia has some stuff to say about Cloud Atlas. Yes, I have seen Cloud Atlas. It was a couple years ago that I saw it, but it's a very weird movie. I need to like preface this by saying it is a very strange movie but it's a really good movie it has a lot of you know people in it that you will recognize like tom hanks is in it and halle berry's in it and hugh grant and susan sarandon like literally star studded cast and it takes place over like I think it's like six different time periods that start in like the 1800s and go all the way to like 23 something. So it's like starts in the past, ends in the future. And it's one of those ones where it's like all these different storylines that like all sort of intertwine mystically sort of situation. Um, it's a very weird movie. It's very good. Uh, she's excellent in it because uh, she's excellent in everything. So 
Is yeah, I don't know what movie? else to say about it. Like, if you can find it. Um, is this the movie where she's, like, multiple characters? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and as far yeah, as... Everyone plays, like, multiple people. And as far as when they were interviewing the cast um, for promotional stuff, they were talking about how Beyduna's role is kind of, like, the heart of what they saw as the message of yes. the movie. The movie is really, it, I'm just, it's so weird. It's, it's such a weird movie, but like. And it's definitely out there. Weird in like, the sort of way that you would, you know, it's a Wachowski film. She's worked with the Wachowskis several times. So obviously she really loves them um, and they love her. So I think it's a mutual affection between, between them. But uh, if you know what I mean by like, you know, the Wachowskis being at their Wachowski-ist, uh, this, this is that movie. Did just look it up and it is currently, you can stream it anywhere for a price, but also Tubi has it, which it will be free with ads. And then the Roku channel, like as long as you have a Roku player, mm. you'll be able to watch it with ads. Oh, but nice. It's, it seems pretty accessible, even if you have to like pay the like, you know, 10 bucks to rent it. Yeah. I think I saw that it was like three or four bucks over yeah. on Amazon video or whatever too. But like, that's nice that it's for free some places. I didn't see that. Just as a side, this is just like a special like interjection that has nothing to do. Well, it has something to do with Beiduna, but it's not. <laughs> there is a website called justwatch.com. I just yes. got into it. It is so great and so helpful. And of course I didn't do my research on any of these episodes or on this episode to like, pre-look at things but essentially it's like a search engine type place like letterbox or my drama list where you can also like have a profile and add what you've watched or currently watching your watch list but the added bonus for the website is that you can type in what you want and it will show you where it is streaming and where it is streaming and like if it's like ads or if it's paid what is it paid and you can also switch to international too and I was looking up, I think it was as one, but it might've been something else. And I was looking it up and like, nobody has it. Nobody has it. I went to just watch and it said, looks like nobody has it right now. And it has a feature where you can, I think it was just watch that put it as a, a want to watch or whatever. And it will let you know if it becomes available on a streaming service. It's actually really cool. Like, like, like think cause you within your profile, you can also like, um, pick your favorite streaming services too. So like oh, you wow. can have that like lineup as like your top choices. So if you only want to ever look to see if like YouTube, Amazon and something else, but they have all the streaming services. Coco was on there. Vicky's on there. Like all kinds of stuff. I never everything. even heard of before. I'm like, Oh, okay. I can watch for free with ads, but I have no idea what this yeah. is, but okay. And it it, cool. it does the same things that like my drama list and letterbox do where you can look up stuff and it will tell you like the director and like, the seasons and like the year and that sort of thing. And you can also like make your little like watch list if you wanted to. We are not sponsored, but just watch. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, MDL. You want to get into like Sorry for this little like commercial in the beginning of it, but I was like, this is just such a great like service that I forgot to say something. Actually, don't 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 apologize for the commercial because all of those people looking to sponsor some podcasts out there, look how good and organically we can work your product. (laughs) We're available. Because we know you stuck around to the middle of Beiduna's filmography in order to listen for it. Who wouldn't honestly? Come on. 
Yeah. Come on. Beiduna. Yeah. It is Beiduna. <laughs> you better stick around. There, there, must, there must be, there, there's, a, there's someone out there who's just like happened upon this one episode. They've never heard of our podcast before, but they're, they really love Beiduna and they happen to work for one of these companies and they're like, oh shit, what a perfect advertising opportunity <laughs> with these great, great ladies who just... They're high quality audio. (laughs) Yeah, doing the most in the editing. It's it's normally much better than this. So then in 2014, Beiduna did A Girl at My Door, and we already talked about that a little bit. But would you like to discuss that a little bit more, Natalia? I would because I watched it just last night because I I finally. It got me, it took me like four days. We watched it together. (laughs) Well, it took me four days to download it to watch it um <laughs> so i don't know if we could have watched that together true. i forgot <laughs> you might but still be watching I... it together right now <laughs> yeah exactly um it is okay it is an incredibly hard to watch movie absolutely because it it, it does deal with child abuse and you know sexual child abuse and maybe murder it's never actually like confirmed it's left open-ended um it also has a nice dose of homophobia so it is it is incredibly hard to watch but it is an incredibly good movie yeah like just it has kim sayron in it um just being little and to be honest i don't know how her parents signed off on her being in this movie but i don't either but she's also really phenomenal in this yeah she's incredible um, Beiduna's character is actually a cop. She comes in as the deputy or whatever of this like small town precinct, um, which then kind of uncovers this child abuse with this girl, and it's essentially their relationship and how. Well, it- it's not. It's not so much that she uncovers it. It's just that she decides to do something about it. Yeah, because, yeah, that's like, true. Everyone kind of knew it was happening, but like no one seemed to give a shit about this one kid like it's yeah you kind of focus on like the not just it being a bad thing but like the the smallness of the town being a bad thing the cops are bad because they're not doing anything but like you when you see the cops they're actually not the villains of the story so it's not like it's just they're incompetent but you can tell that they care at some level they just turn a blind eye to things because so it, like, it's very yeah. interesting in that way. It's not like how you like go into like some of these like corrupt cop type shows and you're like, God, why aren't they doing anything? And they're so smug about it. They're not smug individuals and they're older and have been in the area for a while. It also deals a lot with racism as well because the town's so small that they get yeah. a lot of immigrants. So there's also that as well. It all sort of centers around like, you know, this girl, but her stepfather is also the the guy who finds everyone workers and gets everyone business. So there's also that element of nobody wants to do anything about it because he's the economic, you know, leader of the town, but he's also a terrible human being. So it's just like it's painful i would say like in general it's a look at what happens when the not uh the right resources are Mm -hmm. accessible both in child development and mental health and mental like 
illness or mental like abuse and stuff awareness but also just when your town is small and so you don't have as many people there and so like not just like say they're like dumb but like the the ignorance that is just not there because they're not gonna be able to go to schooling anywhere that's gonna give yeah. you that look i really did think it was really good like it, it was you, can, you can see what why she picked it and why she felt the mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. have the film produced and do it without money it's a uh, shocking let's just say that in a lot of ways but it is one of like you can see why it got a standing mm-hmm. ovation and like how like we talked about of- with a Beduna, how she's very silent actor actress and how mm-hmm. she's good at that this movie i think is like a really good portrayal of that yeah because um, she does not speak a, like very much at all no and when, I, and when she does it's always short sentences and it's like oh it's good good movie good movie good soup. so in 2015 she also did jupiter ascending which natalia also watched oh okay jupiter ascending is one of my favorite like it's fun it's such it's like it's not okay I'm going to go out on here and say this is not like the best sci-fi opera ever made. It clearly is not. It is sort of silly. It's very over the top. It's like cheesy, but everyone in it is so sincere with like what they are doing in this movie that it it has a lot of heart to it. So you just, you kind of appreciate it on that level, but like, you know, it does start Channing Tatum. So take with that what you will, if you know what I mean. Um, it's about Mila Kunis, who's a, uh, like a, a maid who finds out that she's actually like the lost queen of this, you know, v- Empire, like, oh my God. Eddie Redmayne is chewing up the scenery left, right, and center, just screaming evilness. Like, it's. it's Aduna has like purple hair. She's a bounty yeah. hunter. It's it's a whole she thing. Ri- she rides She's like. amazing. Yeah, she rides like a flying motorcycle. It's tight. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> tight. Like, it's. Sean Bean is in it. Like, it's fun to watch. It's just. If you want like a pretty space opera that doesn't have too much of a complicated plot, but does have a lot of fun action, Jupiter Ascending is might be what you're looking for. You know? <laughs> How is Faye doing his screen time? Like is she in it a lot or just some? Uh, she's in it some. It's like she's not, you know, the main character by any stretch of the imagination, but like she's impactful. Is that if that uh, if yeah. that helps, yeah. When I was thinking, you know, I said at the beginning that I was like, oh, I haven't actually seen her in anything, and then I was like, Jupiter Ascending, she was in that, and then I, you know, Googled images, and I was like, oh, she was that character. Okay, it's not like she's, you know, she's not the main character by any stretch, but she's fun in it. Twenty fifteen was also the year that they started doing Sensei. Looks like. So that was a really big deal. Oh, yeah. Sensei is so, so good. Sensei takes place in like they filmed in I want to say fifteen different countries. It's a lot. It it, it is very very impressive. It is crazy. Like I didn't watch the full series. I only had time to watch about like three episodes. But the amount of places that you see and amount of different people you see, it's kind of like all over the place. It's mind boggling. Actually, yeah. yeah. It is. One of the most ambitious television shows I have ever seen. 
And it was like real ahead of its time in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously it is, was, you know, written and directed by two trans women. So there's a lot about trans rights and, you know, gay rights and there's, oh, there's, it's got it all. Like there, you know, it has all sorts of different cultures. It's got, it's got stuff about, you know, like sex. It's got everything. I, and it's a sci-fi sort of situation. Like it's got, it's got it all. It's got it all. I don't know what to say. Like if you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. Go watch it, man. It's so good. Yeah. Like that was the main thing that I spent my time watching for this episode. This podcast episode was Sense8. I binged the heck out of Sense8 the past few days. And yeah, it's it's pretty brilliant. I, I will say Sense8 is not for everybody. There's sexual content. There is violence. There is sometimes blood. For some people, that's all a turn off. There's a fair bit of cursing. There's a lot of F-bombs. <laughs> so like for people who are looking for a clean sci quote unquote clean or maybe kid appropriate sci-fi show, this <laughs> is not, not child appropriate. <laughs> like do not be watching it with your like 10 year old. You should... That's I'm not no. watching this with my kids for yeah. you know no, no, no. Saturday this night is, movie time. No, this is I might watch it with my fair. husband, but you know, like I'm not uh, watching it with the kids. You get, as long as you're cool with like, there's there's a lot of sexual content. Yeah, there's I, just you there's gotta be ready for that. Listen, there's some titties. Okay, there's some titties. There you're is other uh, there sex toys that flop yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's to me, there's there's orgies. I mean, you're you're just. Yeah. You just got to be ready for that stuff. Like, <laughs> it's got a lot of stuff going on, you know? To where, like, I'm not saying it, it would be comfortable with my husband sitting show. there. You just have to be, like, ready for that stuff to be there. <laughs> That's you might not want to like, watch listen, it with your mom. Like, yeah, you know, no. or your grandma. Well, like, like, if you're, you know, if, you're, if your mom's cool, then yeah, she'd be down. And, like, I'd watch it with my husband, but I have no shame. He's used to my nonsense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this might be a, uh, you know watch on your phone sort of show <laughs> you know just like yeah. so no one you know and, and I don't wish to mischaracterize it that doesn't mean that every single episode there's just all this sex going on that's totally not the case like it's very story driven very character driven there's, yeah, there's so many characters too so you can't have it like yeah all be one. It, it is not constantly about sex I will say that but the, it is a theme throughout so since eight let's actually talk about what it's about it is about eight people who for lack of a better description they have a telepathic connection it's a sudden thing they didn't know so even the first couple of episodes it happens to those characters to where it's very audio based so like all of a sudden they'll hear something that one of the other people that they're connected to hears so it's a bright sunshiny day but to them they hear the rain so they thought it was raining but they go out and they're like what the crap or Mm. You know, they're in a place that should be really quiet, but all of a sudden they hear a train and so it kind of freaks them out. So then that that's just the beginning of them figuring out they have these connections. And it's not just that once they get going, they can actually quote unquote visit each other. It's a whole thing. It's actually really cool. And then what I really enjoy about it is how not only that, but you end up being able to have the skills of the people that you share with. So like, Hmm. you might not be able to speak French, but like, you know, if your buddy does, all of a sudden you do too. So that's how you can imagine just throughout, going throughout life, 
some of the people have very action-packed lives like they're kind of involved with mafia type things and so he's very fighter based which maybe this person over here doesn't usually need those skills but if they get into a pickle where they're going to be harmed all of a sudden they have those skills and they're able to get out of a life-threatening situation so as a person who likes action loved that loved just the skill sets that they were able to help each other with and I mean it's pretty found family, but it's also a very forced found family. So I don't want to like mm-hmm. impress that too much, but I will say it is found family in the fact that even if you ignore the people that essentially are forced to become actual family, family, there's a lot about choosing your own family within the characters. And there's a lot of LGBTQ representation and it is great. Like you can imagine, cause again, it's a Wachowski film. So there's a trans character, there's a gay character, lesbian relationships, gay relationships, gay pride parade at one point. Like, it's just, it's really, it's really great. And that's why whenever the show got canceled, the fans were very upset because mm-hmm. it had such great representation. And that's why the fans like fought for it so hard. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I thought I was going to enjoy it out of the gate, but like it has so much heart to it. I will say it kind of does wrap things up with a nice little bow at the end, but I have, I like that. You know, if the stakes were that high, would the, would the bow really be there? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was obvious because yeah. the fans brought it back. They made sure that that was, they tried to give them. I like money. that though. If, if you know you're being canceled, wrap it up as <laughs> best you can or as, healthily as you can or whatever i was shocked by how much i enjoyed it and i'm going to be i mean it probably hit one of my top shows of all time to where i was thinking like you know firefly used to be maybe one of my ultimate like western (laughs) shows to be like ah that's my go-to for saying my taste or whatever since eight i think since eight so also that year she was in red carpet dream which was a short film then in 2016 she was in the film tunnel which has no relation to the drama it's, yeah, or yeah. the horror film that's Tunnel 3D, not the same. Yeah. No, it's like about a guy who's trapped in a collapsed tunnel. Yeah, it's like people trying to rescue film. him. Mm. I have heard, I haven't watched it, but I have heard it was one of those like very popular action blockbuster Korean movies. So I think if Ooh. you like action and survival action kind of movies, it, it seems like disaster a, films, yeah, you know, disaster like that film. kind of. Yeah, it's definitely one to watch uh, right now. Hoopla has it. Hiya. I don't know what that is. Has it. And then, <laughs> and those are both uh, subs and uh, Hiya has it uh, subs HD. But then you can rent it from every place that you can think of and also buy it from every place that you can think of, essentially. Just doesn't even, doesn't look like any of the Asian streaming channels has it. No. Bummer. No. But I remember when it came out, it was very popular. Yeah, like it I, was... that's what I remember. Like, it was, like, so popular, like, that it got really big. And then in 2017, Ching Oak's Letter, which was a short film, and Stranger Season 1, which, that, that that's a big dog. Do you want to talk is... a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that. I, I watched the series, so there are, like, some watch, listen episodes that I've talked about it, but essentially it's about corruption Beiduna's character is a police officer and she er, meets and joins up with a persecutor who 
uh, then go on to kind of form a committee to figure out what's going on with this like corruption case and like a, a murder and all that stuff. So it's like a crime thriller, but it's more about the corruption and more about the investigation, kind of more in like a a legal sense than like a investigation sense, even though they do investigate, but it's kind of more of like seeing lawyers investigate as opposed to cops investigate if that's mm. yeah like the thing it's one of the favorites of everybody it's also called secret forest or forest of secrets it's a solid drama like i i would definitely suggest anyone watching it it's on netflix so she's a lot of fun in it too it's like kind of like almost a bay duna like herself character like because she mm. literally is the character who the main lead is they don't really address it, but he's like maybe on the spectrum. She kind of matches him really well and like comes to his level because he does weird things. Like he's kind mm. of one of those weird characters that their pathways are weird or I shouldn't say weird. They're just different. And the way that he does things is different. He's very like much like he's just going to solve this, this thing that's happening and nobody can believe that he's that type of prosecutor. The way you talked about like her character being able to match the level of that character and stuff that does sound very Beiduna. like I had never really thought about that before it really like yeah. she kind mm-hmm. of actually in the like series itself she kind of almost ends up being the person to get him out of his shell and befriend him because I think like his his behaviors are always pushing people away Natalia says she's a bit of social translator which is exactly her position in this um Mm. which is also a really great thing it's not really a spoiler but if you kind of were wondering it's not a romantic relationship which is the perfect thing that they could have done with the series is Mm. that she just is got like kind of almost uh the love of a sister and kind of she kind of plays kind of a sister to him and his kind of tendencies and she just like believes him and respects him when other people don't because they don't like that he's not socially like them and also she's capable in and of herself as well right as yeah far yeah as the... she's definitely a, a like a, a capable cop and yeah well and it's nice as far as like it's not just him being the capable one and then sh- her being just the social mm-hmm. translator it's nice that she's able to also be solving things and doing yeah. you know yeah, and that, and that series also has a, a bit of a found family, especially when you get into like their committee that they form, the like the group of people kind of become this found family because they're all different people. Like they're different, they're in different areas of the legal system. So it's kind of like a mishmash of like different people. So uh, Stranger Season 1 was in 2017 and then Season 2 was way over in 2020. So there was mm-hmm. a little bit of a gap there but everyone was really happy when it came back in 2018 uh the drug king film i know that natalia gave that a a glance at least listen i gave it a college try i'm gonna be honest (laughs) it's on netflix while it's filmed beautifully it's on netflix and it's filmed beautifully and the cast is incredible it just wasn't for me you know what i mean like like sometimes Mm -hmm. it might be for me when i'm in a you know having a different vibe and like Cause it, you know, also I was trying to watch it like, you know, sort of on, uh, this country internet. So, uh, watching a movie where every 10 minutes it buffers for two minutes, um, <sighs> it's, it's a struggle already. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's already, it's already a bit of a bit much. And when you're just not feeling it, it is, it's even more of a bit much, but it, 
it's beautifully filmed and she looks gorgeous in it and is so, you so know, she did show and, up because I, I had chatted a little bit yes, with Italian but she was like she hasn't showed up yet yeah yeah she she she's sort of like in the late later half of it um okay. but I just I, I couldn't get into it and I was like you know what I would much rather watch a uh, girl at my door. So I switched to a girl at my door and enjoyed that much more. But uh, it's about a drug smuggler and she plays like sort of like a socialite lobbyist sort of person who gets in with this drug smuggler and then is like helping him like move up the ranks in society to become a more successful drug king pin. <laughs> Oh, okay. Essentially, um, yeah, that's like it's not the sort of movie that I normally like. If I'm gonna go for a crime movie, I want a good murder, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like drug crimes aren't usually my go-to. Uh, but it's beautifully filmed. It's be- it's beautifully filmed. The so. drug, I'm like, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Well, then, that's not not my my world, <laughs> my entertainment enjoyment. Yeah, j- j- Jesse and I have sort of an unspoken rule. Uh, it's the if it bleeds, it leads stool yeah. rule, you yeah. know? Like, we want That's a good me. murder. That's uh, why we're yeah. not the horror it, it, or the thriller uh, twins, whatever. We yeah, have exactly. The, thr- the, hor- the thriller twins. The silent horror um, twins. The silent, <laughs> the silent horror twins. That's right. Uh, but if you like that sort of movie, this is right up your alley. And she's excellent, as always. So I gave it the college try. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Also, in 2018 was Matrimonial Chaos, which is a TV series. That one is actually available to be watched on legal sites, not Netflix. That's Cocoa. very tricky. It is also and then, and a show Vicky that I watched Pass while Plus. it was airing. The first two. Did episodes. you really? Oh, yeah. really? I didn't like it then, so I dropped it. But like, yeah, that's I, like I, a I, airing show for me. I gave it the old college try also. I It just, okay, for me, sort of like Natalia saying, drugs are not her crime of choice. Cheating is not my um, marital story of choice. So, and I don't, I quit before I got to any actual cheating, but there's kind of, that's kind of the framework mm-hmm. that you see for the story. And it's like, eh. I didn't feel connected to any of the characters enough to like want to see where it went. Her character is kind of weird. It just at some like at the very beginning, she seems like just annoying. And then you're like, you see that she's not because that was maybe you're seeing her through her husband's eyes. And then when you see her for herself, she's a little less annoying, but she's still, I don't know. I just was like, I could not connect. And I was like, nah. Now nah, there's other <laughs> stuff I could be watching. So I gave it two episodes and then <laughs> went to find something else. So. And it wasn't your cup of tea either, Jesse, huh? No, I mean, just in general, it was not right. a show that I was probably going to watch, but I was a little bit more like willing to try out things, especially then. Cause that's like, I was still relatively new with the watching airing shows at that time too. Mm. So it was a little bit more easier to kind of try a bunch of things and then move on. But yeah, uh, I have heard things that people liked it. Um, 
especially around that time. I don't remember exactly who watched it, but I do remember that there was some talk and some people who ended up watching it. But yeah, you kind of have to be into like kind of messy um, marriages and relationships, but I don't think it like, I, at least I felt like it wasn't like mock jong level of messy. Yeah. It was kind of more grounded in realism and like it had that like kind of overtone to it. So it, it could be something that people enjoy or kind of like connect more to. The premise is sort of, it's a couple that's been married for three years and they're not really into it anymore. And, and then he meets his ex-girlfriend and she comes back into his life and it, it kind of, you know how middle-aged men kind of, they lost their dream and now so they they look back at their, you know, their happy freewheeling college years and they think, hey, that was a good time. I should be that guy again. And <laughs> you're not that guy any, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you want to recapture that. And that seems to be kind of the, the premise there as far as the husband goes anyway. So Natalia says <laughs> men are stupid and I don't respect them. <laughs> so then on to 2000, 2019 kingdom. We actually have a whole episode yeah, where so we talk about action of the North specifically, but we talk a lot also about kingdom as a whole. So yeah. go yeah. listen, which that was one of the reasons I realized why I thought, Oh yeah, it'll be easy. I've seen her in lots of things. Because I haven't ever watched Kingdom, but I've listened to the K-Bay recaps and I knew which character she was. So when they're talking about it, I always picture her in my head doing all the things they're talking Mm -hmm. about. So I feel like I've watched her in it. And then I was like, oh, no, I haven't actually watched it. But okay. She was really good in it. She is. (laughs) I will say uh, one of the things that I saw, like she was talking about uh, horror movies are not her thing, like at all. She Mm -hmm. even said that, like, if she watches a horror movie, like she's out for a week. It's it's really not her thing. So everybody was like, why do you want to do a horror film in it? She's like, it's a lot different when you're like, you know, (laughs) acting because you kind of stop and you're the person who put on the makeup and stuff like that. So it's not (laughs) really like (laughs) it's. It's hard. It's hard to you be scared of the zombies the when you're. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to be scared of the zombies when you're at craft services with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, like, and you know, like the sandwich tells me when they're gonna yell, like run at me. Like uh, there's, yeah, I already yeah. know. <laughs> and like, I'll hang I out s- with this guy, like, and drink some soju afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's fun to go look at some of the behind the scenes stuff of Kingdom, and we won't get totally into Kingdom, but what's something to note about kingdom was the tone that Beiduna chose to use for a character like speaking and the type of speaking, because since it's a historical and it's set back then. And so the way a lot of the other characters speak is very refined because they're in the palace. So they talk a certain way. Well, her character is not from the palace. And so being a physician, a lower class physician type character, she pretty much came up with a fresh way for her character to speak essentially and the tone for her character to use. And some people like the netizens like had some stuff to say about that, but like her co-stars said her take on it was actually really good. And it was a new fresh way of doing that. Yeah. It was Um, also a thing because she like, since she hadn't done it at all, it was a way for her to do 
that as well. And she kind mm-hmm. of was like, you know what? There a lot of people are like everybody's gonna like either love or hate it. So it's like whatever. If you're in that camp, you're in that camp. It's not like I don't have multiple other series and shows and stuff to like watch. Is that and Sagok though. I think so. I think so, right? Like it's not Yeah, it was. So yeah. It's pretty cool too. Like yeah. for her to have done that many things and none of them were Sagok is kinda neat. Especially since she did a lot of no makeup stuff. Cause like say books, mm-hmm. like that's more of the no makeup stuff. Mm-hmm. Beyond Natalia says netizens always have shit to say. So that is true. They do. Tis indeed. And we typically just like to ignore them. So yes, go listen to our kingdom Ashen of the North episode. We talk a lot about it, but yes, she's brilliant in it. Like I, I think for me, that was the first thing I had watched her in honestly aside from like knowing that she existed I I do think kingdom was the first thing that I actually saw her in and then persona so persona is another episode that we've done (laughs) yeah we didn't like okay we definitely planned to do Beiduna because we did kingdom we were like hey we need to do an actor deep dive again that's how we figured out this one but we didn't do it based on having also done an episode on persona so that's this kind of a, I even forgot completely that she was in it and that we had done an episode on well, she, it. So. She, she doesn't have a main role in Persona. No, she has like, her named persona. role. Yeah, she, <laughs> and also Persona is, first off, if you haven't listened to the episode, she goes into the episode, but it is basically a series of four short art films uh, starring IU. So it's like, it's a different sort of, vibe you know what i mean like it's a it's a different thing it makes total sense that beiduna would be like involved in that type of like an artsy short film project because that's she gravitates towards some of that type of work Mm -hmm. he's very good in it and when you talk about the the eye acting and stuff like i mean most of this short film is just her and iu playing tennis and looking at each other across the net, like across the court, her smirking at her, her like just these little looks that she does. And you're like, it's, it's a lot. She's telling a lot. <laughs> so yeah, go listen to our Persona episode. <laughs> so now we're up to 2020. So we are in the pandemic times. Yay. Mm. Uh, she had a film. I am here. A French film. So it was a... French film, French French main actor, French director, but filmed in Korea. Mm-hmm. The UJ Suk game show that mm-hmm. we were talking about, she was filming or had just filmed that at the time. So there's a lot of the interview questions are on that specific movie. The mm-hmm. uh, the radio show she did at the Lee June, Lee June. Yeah, Lee June. That, that was to promote I Am Here as well. So there's a lot of, you can find a lot of promotion for that one, like on YouTube and stuff, a lot of interviews and things around that. It looks like an interesting movie. Yeah. And she even set it up as essentially there's a French chef guy and he had a friend like online, a Korean friend online, and he decided to go visit her and she was supposed to go pick him up at the airport or whatever. And she wasn't there 
And then, of course, everyone's like, well, then what happens? And she's like, you have to watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But then she did end up saying, like, the character ends up, like, sleeping on the streets and things, like, wait, trying to wait on her, find her, and then eventually, like, slowly somehow finds her. So, but she wasn't going to tell more than that. Mm -hmm. But it did sound, like, really interesting. It did. So also in 2020, as far as what came out, because you can imagine the production time on Kingdom Season 2, that came out in 2020. And then Stranger Season 2 came out. So she was busy promoting a lot of things, even during the panorama. And as far as what's coming up, let's, let's talk about what we know. So the Sea of Tranquility or the Silent Sea. Well, it'll be interesting to see like Please. what what netflix names it like it, do you think it's going like, to be sea of tree pos- quality almost positive it's the silent sea okay at least that's what i maybe maybe the sea of tranquility thing was like the literal translation once upon is. a time yeah yeah i'm and, like so excited for this i think like even alive i talked about this like last year and it didn't happen i'm like oh, come on I just every time i see a picture of it or hear a description what I keep getting in my head is um, the abyss, that movie that, mm. which I love. So I'm like, mm, I, you know, I don't want to go into it expecting it to be that because I know it's not going to be that it's not like a Korean remake of that or anything, but I just have that perspective of like that idea of like people under the sea and stuff. And <laughs> I don't know. It sounds exciting. So as far as who's in it, Beiduna? And Gong Yu and Ijun. That's quite the cast. And yeah, as we mentioned before, like when Bay Duna's name shows up on something like that, it's like, oh, I'm paying even more attention to it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and when and when it's Bay Duna and Gong Yu and Lee June, well, <laughs> well, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know what you expect me to do. Uh, <laughs> Except for not watch it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> way, I'm, not, I'm not going down with that. And then also there's a film called Broker. I also want to just Looking like quickly step there. back because I, I, I was looking at Silent Sea because I wanted to see, um, <laughs> see what I, I could see. So the director oh, oh. for the series He's actually a screenwriter of the movie, The Sea of Tranquility, which uh, MDL has as the Korean ad- adaptation is the Silent Sea TV series. Oh. So hmm. there you go. We do like our space themed things around here. Whenever they pop up, it's like, got to give it a shot. Give me space. Yeah. You say thriller horror and I'm there. Like, <laughs> like it's not a... There, it's Not literally cool. it's selling it's like it doesn't sold like we're here for it yeah it's like just, i mean like honestly we would like you told me the actors and like of course i'm gonna watch it like duh and yeah. then you're like well this too and i was like Listen. you didn't have to go this far like you didn't actually <laughs> and then you put me. it in space yeah then like okay just keep on going and i'm like <laughs> just i mean it's nice i appreciate <laughs> it but like calm down <laughs> To, did you, did to, you to, to be to be honest like um 
my husband can confirm this every time Lee June shows up on something that I didn't know Lee June was going to be in. I go, Lee June. We so can, I can also like, do that every time. Like you talk about, about it on the episode. You say this exactly. Yeah. Um, you're like, I, I believe you. Like, I, as soon as I saw the cast list for this, I was like, Oh, we, we need every, to honestly do this so that we can hear Natalia's yeah, voice. Lee every June. time I see his name, I only hear Natalia's voice say it now. <laughs> Lee June! <laughs> Lee June! I, listen, I just, I love that little bipolar phenom of acting, okay? I just think he's the tops, guys. I just really like Lee June. God. Let <laughs> me love him. And we love Beiduna. Yeah. Yes, let's. <laughs> yes, we do. So Netflix, do us a solid. Drop the show. Let's please, go. Please, please, please. Or just, or just drop like a date. Give us, give us something helpful. to look forward to. You could literally to. tell me it's in December or even like next year. You're like, oh, uh, January of next year. I'll be like, solid. Thank you. That's what all I wanted to know. That's all I needed to know. Success. Success. We, we have to know how to schedule our watching. Like you have yeah. to help us here. <laughs> anyway, Beiduna. We, we love Beiduna. We think you would too if you haven't seen that much of her. And what is what is that name of that website again? We'll have info, of course, like yeah. links and stuff. But to just it's echo exactly just what it is. Watch J U S T W A T C H dot com. Um, I'll have no, 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 no. Should we be giving out this free information? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, we have to, we have to get our foot in the door somehow. Like, how are they going to know that we're exactly. here? It's like, not listen. to put it on the blog. Listen, if there's ever a magical time where Just Watch asks you where you heard about them. Oh, yeah. Please do that. Maybe. Please. Maybe really us up. mention we're this We're talking about this, but we're actually pretty serious. <laughs> Even if you yeah, already like, knew it was a thing. Still, tell them it with us. Yeah, pretend like tell you them, didn't know. Tell them we did it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this, this, is, this is true for that we may have even mentioned in passing. Uh, if you ever sign up for it and they ask, where have you heard of us? Be like, oh, this little, the little podcast that could. Should, I don't know. You that should we, really. The little podcast that does okay. But like, listen, in, in terms of longevity, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, in a few weeks, uh, we're coming up on our three-year anniversary. So we, are, we already had our three-year Twitterversary for our yeah, wow. account. So yeah, that's true. We did so like we've sign been, up. We've been at this a while. Yeah. We, we started, started hyping we ourselves. Yeah. We're definitely feeling it, feeling our age. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. you add in you add in the panorama into that. Oh boy. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. We've been doing <laughs> so this like, for 300 years. Already, you know, like you'll like <laughs> your podcast age should probably be like a dog or cat year, but then you put in the panorama and ding dong, and then <laughs> that's like and like to be honest, we have only 20. missed yeah, a couple weeks. Like, you know, we've only taken a vacation a few times. So we've been here several years just bringing you the good news, yeah. bringing you the good word of Asian <laughs> entertainment. And we love all of our listeners. Thank you for being such dedicated yes. family, found family for us. And we could, but please uh, look up Beiduna. She is really a great actress and she's very respectable. And I think a lot, I know that she is 
really big, but I think more people could look into her and actually like dive more deeper into her personality and her works as well. I think she's a actress who's deserving of that. And we'll have a lot of like the stuff we talked about linked in the the blog post, but we'll also try to add like a, maybe like a YouTube playlist with a bunch of like interviews that we personally like found on our own. So you get a little bit more of a concentration of like who she is as a person and you can learn to love Beidunas just as much as we do. Oh yeah. Another thing that she mentioned is there's an aspect of her personality that she's not like entirely, entirely comfortable with always being just in spotlight herself. And that kind of came from her past as a kid and stuff. And so knowing that, and then knowing that we should just talk about her with a lot of love. Like she just deserves a lot of attention, I think. Yeah. I I, like think that like, she's one of those actresses that everybody kind of is like, yes, of course she's great. And of course she's going to be put on the top like lists and you're going to say that you really like her but I think a lot of people don't focus like a lot of attention on her and then that's fine because everybody has different things that they need to do and life is crazy and hectic but I I really do think especially having to do it for this episode like I learned a lot more about her that I never would have and it's just like has made me grow more of a fan of her Mm-hmm. yeah totally because because as far as before before researching for the podcast I would have I would have kind of been of course she's the well-known she mm-hmm. everyone knows she does a good job that she you know international blah 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 but no like as a person she's like she's awesome I'm actually like a legit fan now to where her name's popping up I'm gonna at least give it a shot probably because she deserves the support mm-hmm. I think yeah. And there's probably some people who like the, the choices she's made over the last couple of years are, have been somewhat specific, like might not fall into your wheelhouse. Like they kind of haven't for me, but she has so much. So like, even if you think there's nothing you want to watch of hers, you're wrong. There is. So like, just trust me, there's something zombies might not be for you. Maybe stranger isn't for you, but like, Maybe you want to go watch Linda, 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 because it's awesome. Maybe you want to watch, you know, Jupiter Ascending or something else like Sensei. Like she's got a lot of variety out there. So there's definitely something for everybody in her body of work. And definitely if you're a sci-fi fan and you haven't checked out her sci-fi stuff. There's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Come join the club. So this has been another episode of Certified Nunas. You can find us mostly on Twitter and Instagram, but we're also on Facebook and Tumblr. We also have a web. TikTok. We are well, we are on TikTok. We also have a website, certifiednews.com. That is where we share all of like we were talking about all these links and YouTube playlists and things like that. And when we do music episodes, that's where we link all the things. Also, we do live streams periodically. And we are also on Patreon if you are considering maybe dropping a dollar or more (laughs) to help support this podcast. We have found family over there. We do movie nights and various clips and things that don't show up, you know, like talking about our pets doing silly things. Um, (laughs) I think that's mostly it. Did I forget anything? Movie night. Movie night. We we decided on a date. We we are going to be doing movie night with our found family, and it's for all Patreon levels, which means 
a dollar gets you into the fancy found family movie night that we are going to be watching Pegasus, it sounds like. I think so, yeah. We hosted over on a site called Scener. And so if you come be a part of that, you can get the links and all that through our Patreon. It'll be a good time. It always is. Yeah. Yeah. Hope to see you there. (laughs) And... We'll be having our anniversary episode coming up soon. If there is actually anything that you might want to see on that, see, want to hear on that. Yeah. <laughs> Although, maybe chances are there'll like be a, a live stream as well. So yeah, well. a live stream or maybe like potentially we'll like do something. Yeah. We can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also have a Discord. We have a little community <laughs> over there. Um, so funny. You can't see this, but like Natalia's just in the chat. She's like, movie night, Discord, plug the Discord. <laughs> Discord can seem like a really foreign place if you haven't like gotten into it. Let me just assure you, it's really not that hard. After you sign up and just get onto our little server thing, it's it's very simple. It's just mm-hmm. little little different places you can chat. That's really all it is. We just talk about a variety of things here and there. So yeah, and we're not like super good at Discord by any means, but like feel free to if you are worried about like Discord and just like just in general, I have anxiety, so I understand it. Just uh, trying something new, and it's like well, like try to help you without like with anything so just feel like you can come to our discord and feel comfortable that we're gonna help you out it's not like this is, we're like a fancy discord that has been like going on forever and has thousands and thousands yeah. of like, people it's it's a chill little spot that like occasionally someone will talk about something and like you know the more people we have in there the more we can talk about diverse things and things that we're watching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then actually, just so you know, we we're very comfortable meeting you on whatever social media site you're most comfortable with. So there's, for instance, there's sometimes that we get questions over on Instagram. So I'll help somebody out with that. If you're curious about discord, but you're only comfortable with Instagram at the moment, hit us up. Like we're totally cool trying to help you. Or like, if you want to go check out our Patreon, but like you've never done that before, you can always hit us up on whatever social media site or at certifiednunas at gmail.com and we can always help you out with stuff so just know that we are friendly and approachable in every way wherever you want to be yeah we are like Beiduna. we meet you at the level that you are at Natalia says that we love y'all but we do we do we appreciate all of you guys' support and all of our listeners so thank you how does it close out after that <laughs> what is the- that was a lot <laughs> just, to say <laughs> just bye wear a mask and wash your hands bring it back to the jelly wash your hands wear a mask be safe stay home if you can and keep enjoying asian entertainment bye bye, bye. bye.